We were just speaking with Patty Garside, who was the victim along with her daughter and sister of an unprovoked attack that went on for quite a while on an Edmonton bus in the middle of the day on a Sunday. Uh, and she described just the trauma of it. Um, it's not the first time it's happened. We've seen other incidents on public transit. Uh, the Surrey Board of Trade today asked TransLink in BC in Vancouver in the Vancouver area to do more to make women feel safe on board. That came after a 17-year-old woman was attacked on a city bus, again, unprovoked. Uh, so what is going on and how can women be made to feel safe on public transit. Joining me now is David Cooper. He's the founder of Leading Mobility Consulting and co-author of a recent report called Understanding and Responding to the Transit Needs of Women. David Cooper, thank you for your time tonight. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me today. I know that that if you look at the stats, that it, the public transit is not really more dangerous than it has been in the past, but there is a sense out there that somehow it's become less secure. Are you hearing that as well? Is that something that you've noticed? So... With the work I do with transit agencies across Canada, the number one topic right now is safety. We want to ensure that customers feel safe taking public transit every day. The you know considerations and and how people are taking public transit has changed during the pandemic, and uh, and how you know different kind of you know societal forces and, and issues we're seeing on the transit system has changed. So we've had, you know, a lot more conversations about that in terms of, you know, there has been some, you know, pretty highly publicized incidents that were extremely unfortunate. And but at the same time, if we look at the statistics, if transit's incredibly safe, we look at the rates of offenses against customers and on the Toronto Transit Commission right now, it's about 1.29 per 1 million boardings and, and the TTC carried about 1.6 million boardings a day before the pandemic. Vancouver carries about 500,000 boardings uh, per day, and it's about 0.6 incidents uh, per 100,000 customers. So it is safe, but I don't want to underplay or downplay the the um, the conversations we're having about this important topic. Yeah, I guess it just feels like some of the incidents we've been seeing have been more violent and more random, perhaps, than some than maybe what we were used to in the past. I'm not sure that's actually the case. It just feels that that's what it's like anecdotally. Um, is there any way to, I mean, we're trying to get people on back onto public transit after the pen, you know, now. Um, how, do you, how do you address some of those concerns, even if they are not borne out in the stats, but really perception? So I also co-wrote the National Transit uh, Recovery Strategy for COVID-19 for the emergency funding and, and did a deep dive on what's happening on our transit systems in terms of the day-to-day operations and, and how staff are responding to this and also who's on the system. And, and things have changed with the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, we had a situation where agencies stopped collecting fares. Um, a lot of it was to uh, maintain distance from the operator, from customers, when we had so much uncertainty with the pandemic. But then what ended up happening was we had uh, an increase in non-destination riders, which then created uh, some issues of, the, of disorder on our system. And the challenges we're having on public transit are a lot of issues that are really beyond transit. And we're having this tension point between non-destination riders that many of which have there's concerns with mental health there's concerns with substance uh, use there's concerns with housing and with with returning customers and the solutions for that you know agencies can provide uh you know more uh partnerships community-based organizations they can provide uh you know more peace officers more special constables more police officers but a lot of these issues are much bigger societal issues, which have connections to a whole bunch of other components that we need to have a conversation about. It's encouraging to know, of course, I imagine the transit systems across the country are also talking to each other about how best practices, how to 
cope with some of these issues that, and you're absolutely right. These are societal issues. These are not transit issues, uh, but they found their way onto a transit system in a time when we're trying to get people back onto the transit system. Um, do you see this improving in time as things begin to, to move back to normal? More people are on the system going back to work, more destination riders are on the system. So there's, there's two parts to this. Uh, the first part is we are seeing um, trend lines improving and uh, the amount of uh, serious offenses are actually re- are declining back to pre-pandemic levels. But the issues that we're seeing that have these society connections and, and connectivity to other components are not going to go away. And, and right now I'm in Alberta, so I'm going to focus on Alberta, Alberta for a second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we look at substance uh, use issue um, right now, LRT stations in Edmonton and Calgary have been or have become de facto uh, uh, locations where we're having um, uh, you know people using different uh, drugs, drug substances because they're semi-supervised areas. If someone right. is in distress, they can get help. And if you go to Edmonton or Calgary, we have one safe consumption site, you know, per city. We have a provincial government that is you know looking at different ways of doing this, but it was also disregarded. Um, to be honest, uh, some of the issues we're having in this realm of preparing for this interview an hour ago. Mike Ellis, the Associate Minister of uh, Mental Health and Addictions, completely uh, took a shot at a Calgary City Councilor on Twitter about disregarding the, the issues we're having in public transit when it comes to substance use and, and the lack of having these facilities in our cities for, for people that, that need support services. We have uh, rapid housing initiatives are not getting pr- uh, pro- uh, funding from the provincial government, which we have, ha- you know, there's 200 people waiting for those type of supports. We have, we're getting operating support from provincial government, but if we can't show that we're providing a safe and secure type service, agencies will keep coming back for the operating money. So we have a, we, you know, the city, the mayor, so he's been very clear about this. Uh, this is beyond Alberta. Mayor Tory has been very clear about this, about the, the housing and substance use and mental health issues. And, and we need help from the province. And unfortunately, in Alberta, we're not getting it. David Cooper, I could speak to about this much longer. I have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for your insight on this. And it's just good to know that cities are well aware of this issue. And we know that it's a broad societal problem, not just a transit issue problem. Thank you for your insight. All right. Thank you.